This is a story about a girl named Lucky. Early morning, she wakes up. Knock, knock, knock on the door. It's time for makeup. Perfect smile. It's you they're all waiting for. They go, is it she? Picture this, two guys trapped in the South Charleston Public Library. One guy loves movies, the other, well, he'd rather be watching reality TV. Can they survive each other's films? Find out on Real Opposites, a library podcast about movies. Hosted by Josh and Aaron from the South Charleston Public Library. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Opposites. I'm Aaron. And I'm Josh. And we're back for a special episode. It is our year anniversary episode. And finally, we have watched Crossroads. Um, but for this episode, we have a special guest, Kendall. Hi. And we are going to discuss uh, Showgirls, which is what Josh had us watch. Yep. And then Crossroads. That's right. Especially finally. Crossroads. Finally, <laughs> after one year, I've bore witness to Crossroads. This is true. So in case, I think I mentioned it last podcast, but just in case, when we started this, one of the first movies I was going to have Josh watch was Crossroads, but he re- absolutely refused. And he said, if we are still doing this in a year, <laughs> then I will watch Crossroads. So and that came back to bite me. <laughs> so now we're doing it twice a month and we have been doing it a year and... This is it. This, this is the is episode. It. It's time. This is our anniversary episode. <laughs> okay. So I guess what we'll do is go ahead and jump into Showgirls. So Showgirls is what I picked for you two. Neither yes. of you had seen it. Oh, okay. Nope. Um, Tell us why you like it. Why I love Showgirls. You know, I love movies. I love satires that yeah. will take you by surprise. Showgirls is fits in this category where it's a satire, but... It goes like Paul Verhoeven's really great about this, where he, it goes over the audience's head, mm-hmm. usually because he will distract you with either like violence or sex or uh, just very graphic content. Like especially in this and the RoboCop and Starship Troopers are the mm-hmm. big ones where he's really playing with the identity of like American culture, and this in this instance like pop culture, right? And RoboCop's definitely aims more political, and Starship Troopers takes aim at the military industrial complex. So I, I guess maybe I need to see Starship Troopers because I did like Robocop. Yeah. I th- and this is the same, oh, well, same direct. spoiler, I liked Showgirls. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Should have saved that comment uh, for a little later on, but. Oh, and it's just so campy <laughs> and fun. Like, oh my God, there's so many amazing moments that you're like, that happened. That, that They wrote that. Yeah. They, they, they performed that. And knowing how kind of purposeful it was, that like, right. that's what they're doing. And yet when it came out, critics didn't quite get the joke, you know. And even Elizabeth Berkeley wasn't quite aware of the joke, or, nor Kyle MacLachlan. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure Gina Gershon's the only one that was kind of in on the joke. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, 
So, but I love, and I love the, the kind of like cult following that's developed over the years. Like they do midnight shows and there's a one woman show. I don't know if she still does it, but it, it's got really great reviews and it's a lot of fun. It's based on showgirls. Yeah, she reenacts the entire film. Oh, that's wow. amazing! And field trip, um, and it's and it's a way, <laughs> and it was a way for her to overcome her um, sexual abuse. Oh, okay. it was a way. It was a kind of cathartic thing for her to throw herself into that. That's awesome. I love everything about this movie. The funny, like the so the thing, like when I was like when I first saw it, it was probably like I don't know, fourteen or fifteen. Okay, and it's like, oh, showgirls! This is gonna right. be scandalous. And I'm like, this is the least sexy movie with the most <laughs> amount of nudity I've ever seen in my entire life. Fifteen year old me is very confused because there's just like naked women on the screen all the time, and I'm just like, I'm not into this. Yeah, like, this is just boring. It feels creepy. Like there's something yeah, about showgirls to, that feels it's supposed, creepy it's supposed in like to be, a intentional way. Right, and and more than a lot of other yeah. films, like it's really scuzzy and like weird and some of Robert Davi's comments to um, Elizabeth Berkeley, you know, are very like, ugh. Like, <laughs> I feel like you need to shower. And I think in a lot of ways that captures how like kind of seedy Vegas at least was at one right. point in that whole industry. So I'm going to guess it's probably not much better. I mean, it's probably, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I can't speak on it. Yeah, but never been. <laughs> me either. I want to. I'm not sure uh, I do after this movie. <laughs> So I already spoiled it, but I I actually really like this movie. There were some scenes, and I think it's thanks to you that I end up being okay with it. There were a couple scenes that I would have absolutely hated because it was so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But since you had like warned me that it was a satire, yeah. had I not known that, it might have went over my head. I'm, okay, but like we said before, I'm just somebody that watches movies. I don't look for hidden content really. <laughs> So if it's hidden, I'm probably going to miss it. But it made those scenes funny instead of yeah. weird to me. Yeah. But yeah, I absolutely love this one. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I would watch it again for sure. Yeah. I could totally see you watching this. I mean, and it's like, that's why I was like, I wanted you to watch it with some friends or something. Because if like yeah. you get a, like, a good, group, good group together, it's a, Next lot of, time I will. it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so. Rewatch. Wow. wow. So it's getting a rewatch from Aaron. Oh, yeah. Probably yeah. so. Yeah. I'll yeah. probably watch it again. No, it's good. So Kendall, what is your, your thoughts on the movie? I never thought I would watch this movie. Right. I remember seeing it like in the video store as a child and like <laughs> clearly. <laughs> no, thank you. Not for me. Uh, but I no, I loved it. Oh, good. I loved it. I felt like it went on a little long. Oh, see, I didn't. Which is surprising. Yeah. I was kind of like, I'm not sure how much more <laughs> this I could take. But it was extremely entertaining. Yeah. I, I think it's it has everything that needs to be entertaining. And yeah. the, the neat thing. I liked about it is it had the satire and it had like the underlining meanings and stuff, but in a way it had a neat story too. It did. Like it was her like clawing her way up to the top and becoming this person that she wasn't, but then you find out she probably was yeah. all along, but I don't know. I, I liked her story. I mean, it's that classic American, you know, like pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Right. Like we'll do anything. Yeah. yeah. And I liked how she was like a strong woman about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, you know, anytime she was insane position. <laughs> well, that too. Strong and crazy. But yeah. Strong and crazy. And sometimes yeah. you just have to be that. Yeah. Yeah. And she was. Yeah. She made it. <laughs> she she did. Perhaps. She did make it. She made it. And I love the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the end. When she's, when she's come full circle. Oh, in the truck. Yeah. The truck. Guy. Back yeah. in the truck <laughs> with her switchblade. I want my luggage. 
It's like, this is like two years later, and he's like, who? What? Right. Who is this yep. <laughs> On the way to L.A., baby. Yeah. Yeah, so she's going to end up. She conquered that Vegas. It would have been Showgirls 2, probably. There, had I this. just saw there is a Showgirls 2. There is. Don't watch it. Oh, okay. The girl who pays who plays um, Penny, mm-hmm. it, she like personally oh. financed the movie. Oh. She was just like, listen, yeah, I but, think I'd make a good Showgirls <laughs> 2. And she did not. So that would be like all these times we come up with these movie ideas. If we were just like, let's throw a budget at it and we'll make the movie. Yeah, that's kind of what that oh. is. It looks like it was shot Sounds on like a like bad a idea. Sony video camera from 1997. Nice. Uh, Although I would say our ideas are good, but we just yeah. need somebody to come in and do it. And give us money. Yeah. So yeah, there that exists. Okay. Too bad they didn't make a Showgirls 2. Like well, that's her, what, like, would have been Showgirls like, 2 Horizon LA. Exactly. Like yeah. She goes into the film <clears throat> industry. Yeah. Mm. Now she has a name. You know, right. Naomi Malone. Naomi Malone. She's even got a billboard. Yeah, that's true. I think that would have been good. I couldn't you, imagine that. So you guys catch like the Nomi, like her name, Nomi. Like no me. Uh, yeah, it's like, but she's she kind of like out of the way. I like the way the movie starts where she's just kind of this presence, like almost not even like a person to a certain degree. Yeah, like she's just kind of shows up. And like yeah. the movie starts and it's just like behind her head. I was going to say, you have that, like what I think is a strong scene where it's just behind her and mm-hmm. she's walking, walking up to, and up to up the road to, the road to, to hitchhike. hitchhike. And you, yeah. you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I kind of liked that. It was, a, yeah. it was a good open. Yeah. There were a lot of things about this movie. I thoroughly enjoyed. I, so good pick. I have to commentary on Elizabeth Berkeley. She was on uh, Save by the Bell. I know. And she was very excited. Um, she is for, <laughs> for me. <laughs> She is the Best episode only, ever. Like, she has a lot of camp to it. Right. Oh, yeah. Which is good. But to me, she's the only person in the movie that sometimes feels like they cannot act. Oh, yeah, because she yeah. can't. Yeah. Really. I mean, like, 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 she has really good I music. really liked her I mean, in this well, movie. I mean, it's like, it's not like she a, was committed. It's not a traditional performance. No. Well, so that's the thing is, I think everyone else is so good. Like, they're really actually good actors for the most part. Yeah. Like, everyone feels genuine, and she feels like... I I started watching this movie with Joe, and his commentary was, it feels like the episode of Saved by the Bell where she takes all the caffeine pills. That's the best like, one. Sure, like, that's, that's the one we were just super, talking about. That's what yeah. got her the role. Yeah, it's like, like she's super yeah. manic, and like not in an unbelievable way. I love her. I, She's I, over the top. I think she's funny. For sure. I think it's funny, but it's like it doesn't fit. She feels out of step, uh, kind of. Yeah. Mm. It's uh, like a... I, I get where you're coming from, but for some reason, I like that about her. Because I've seen well, her in like a Hallmark Christmas I movie, she and gets, she was the same way. She gets yeah. better as the movie goes. Like it starts to... I think it starts to fit more because she's losing yeah. herself. And so instead of like, so she's really good at playing that. Is yeah, what you're saying? And it's like well, that feels better, but like she took some caffeine pills and she was yeah, good. It was like, Meh, I don't know. Well, I think it's like a it's it's a performance that's already accustomed to seeing very often. Right. And it is a good performance for what it is, and I mm-hmm. think that's why he cast her because like I don't know they said like Jenny McCarthy was up for the was that. Yeah, Jenny McCarthy was up for the role and like, but she couldn't like so. Of Nomi? Yeah, so and it's like uh, you can't see anybody else in that no. role for her because the performance is so big. It's just right out of the gate. Yeah, like where she's just like slamming fries and like. <laughs> she's ridiculous. Like, and she's her her the like the um her friend is just like or the person she just met who, <laughs> that she moves who, in with. Yeah, that, that that bought her dinner or whatever, and, she, and who rescued her from like getting hit by a truck. Yeah, and she asks her like I forget what the question is. It was like one simple question, 
And she's just like, throw fries on the table, like right. slamming her drink. And I'm like, what is this? It's going to be a good movie. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a good movie because that performance, and it's like, be compared to like something like Faye Dunaway from Mommy Dearest. Mm-hmm. It's just like, they are all in right. on that. And whether whether she knows it or not, I think I think like to a certain degree, Verhoeven like kind of just wanted her to go bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Even maybe she maybe she wanted to pull back a little bit. And I I know like she's talked about how she wasn't I think she wanted it to be a little bit more like a normal performance and Verhoeven yeah. just wanted that that size like that size to the performance. And but I th- I do think she was the perfect pick for that. Yeah. No, and and taking her wholesome saved by the bell yeah. character, you know. Who real, was also over the top. Jesse in Saved yeah. by the Bell was over the top. She was always protesting something but over the top very like like chaining herself to stuff like she was very over the top in Saved by the Bell and that's why I say like Elizabeth Berkeley just plays that that kind of role well it just fits her like I said even in the Christmas movie I felt like I know she was a mom in it but she was over the top Mm -hmm. and I don't know I like Elizabeth Berkeley no she's great in this yeah it's like I like how Verhoeven even kind of plays it plays playing a joke on the cast too. Yeah. Like it's because Kyle McLaughlin was like he saw the movie he was horrified. He was like I did not know what that's what we were making. But part of me's like, dude, you filmed that pool scene. You have to know what movie right. you're making. Uh-huh. Exactly. Tackiest pool ever. Yeah. Like, that was one of those scenes I was talking about where I was I like, wondered. this is I ridiculous. <clears throat> this is crazy. But it's supposed to be. It, it is supposed to be, but but champagne, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just flailing, flailing everywhere. That was the least sexy thing I've ever seen That's in my us. life. I, so, <laughs> so confused, fifteen year old Josh. <laughs> well, I did. I saw that uh, she was only paid a hundred thousand for being in lead. Yeah, wow. and then her agent dropped her after the film was released. Yeah, and then they when they released the box set in two thousand four, she offered to do an interview for $2,500 and they declined. That's, That's sad. awful. Yeah. Like, why I do would feel, you not? I feel bad for her. Yeah. Like, I would want her to, I would be like, $2,500? Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's like, nothing. For you to talk about showgirls? Yeah. Because that'll sell more DVDs. Right. There is a really great documentary called You Don't Know Me. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, that's kind of about the film, you know, the film's production release and kind of its post- uh, like cult status mm-hmm. at this point. Oh, okay. It, it does go over the, the woman who has the the one woman show, and oh, I need they did to like watch a that. screening in L.A. and G- and um, Elizabeth Berkeley showed up and, to that movie. Yeah, to Showgirls. Oh, oh, to Showgirls. I thought you meant no, to no, the... no, no, no. Like they they did like uh, some outdoor. I guess maybe the twenty fifth anniversary, twentieth mm-hmm. anniversary of Showgirls. Up. Yeah, and, and she showed up, and that's on the that's on the you don't know me documentary. Oh, okay, it's really I'm good. definitely you, gonna have to watch that. You she should do it. like a national tour, you know, where she like they screen the movie that would be and talk great. to That'd her be afterwards. Awesome. I would love She'd to make that. a lot more than well, twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, it does seem like she's more open to talk about it and stuff. I yeah. think it. I think she should because in the new um, <laughs> Save by the, Bell. the new Save by the Bell, there was uh, a joke where they. I guess she was like wanting to flirt with this guy or something. And Kelly and Lisa say, uh, well, um, use your skills from Vegas. And she goes over to this fire pole and like spins around it, but kicks the guy in the head. Yeah. And then she just walks away and they're like, what did you do in Vegas, by the way? And she was like, oh, I can't tell you. Fair, that was accurate. Yeah. She does do a lot of yeah. guys. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. she is. <laughs> right, that's that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, I didn't understand then, but now I understand it. And I was like, that's a perfect joke. 
I actually. That's funny. I really appreciated that scene at the end um, from like a strength perspective. So we get the girls learning to throw a punch in. Yes. Um, Crossroads. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler. Way to go. But (laughs) it's often really hard for a girl to throw enough of a punch to hurt someone like Mm -hmm. that. But she just decides she's going to stir like curb stomp. The guy. Yeah, and Andrew Carver. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, just starts, like, laying kicks into his face, which is, I mean, if you're really going to hurt someone that's a lot bigger than you. Right. If they don't catch your legs, then kicking's the way to go. I'm assuming um, she murdered him. I mean, did she? I, did well, he die? So it was I'll pretty you, brutal. I'll tell you what I thought was going to happen <laughs> when I saw the switchblade. <laughs> I was like, when was this movie made? <laughs> <laughs> Lorena Bobbitt? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't like, even think of that. This movie is crazy enough. Right. Like, okay, oh, 100%. This is this is, I'm like, she's And honestly it. surprised they didn't. <laughs> That's where yeah. I thought it was going. I was like, okay. Yeah. I could see that. But I will say, I but think. I mean, the, the, the kicking, I mean, it was. Brutal. He's going to be messed up for life. Yeah, That's what I was going to say. That yeah. If he, if, if, he, he, if he survived. If he survived well, that, like it was like brutal. Six inch stiletto. Yeah. And like, she was like. She was not holding back. No. She was. I would think he's probably dead. Honestly. I've seen people die less for less in What it would have been awesome though is like as she's walking out, she got her switchblade and she just like whoosh, to, the, to the guys out there and they're not oh, like yeah. their throats just like whoosh, whoosh, slit the throats of his because they were by. just as guilty. Oh yeah, I mean they were. Oh, they, they were just. They were. That scene you know, was almost even hard more. to watch. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. But yeah, I, was, that, I was glad that she, I was glad that there was that like catharsis. Yeah, yeah like yeah. she stood up for her like. You know, the, the one, one decent person in the movie. Like, she right. got she got avenged. Like, who doesn't? You know. Yeah. Isn't just scuzzy. Like, there's just, like, a good I friend. Know. I almost felt bad for roommate. her. Well, you shouldn't. Like, that's the whole point of that is, like, because everyone else in the movie is really just an awful person. Yeah. And it was only about, like, getting what they want, their fame, their money. Right. Their recognition. And then she's just, like, a nice roommate, a good friend who's, like, supportive. Good at what she does. I um, roommate like slash lover. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. They're totally, oh, yeah. they're totally they're into each other. Like, oh. They're not roommates. It, oh okay. This had more homoeroticism to it than Top Gun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah. For sure. Um, oh, especially. I thought she was just a really nice person. I mean, <laughs> well, she I, was a really nice person. Yeah. It's never explicit, but like when she meets her and she pulls her out. <clears> oh yeah, when they're when I they guess. embrace. Yeah, like, yeah I guess yeah. that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's definitely like a romantic moment. Yeah, which I kind of figured was maybe just kind of part of the. Yeah. Shtick of the movie that, like, you know, right. girls can't be but friends without being, like, right. friends. Well, <laughs> and it could, I mean, honestly, it could be kind of that, could have been a thought behind it. Yeah, but because yeah. then you have I the lead lady, too, that's like that. Gina Gershon. Mm-hmm. The... Like, a romance in there that isn't for the male, that wasn't yes. right. for the male gaze. Like, no. you never get them... Like doing the things that her and the other. Girl that's a really do. good point. It's like a really yeah. That's subtle like and it's, it's under like it's kind of wholesome. Yeah. Like what their like their friendship mm-hmm. and but that's what makes that it's I mean like not to turn that into but it is like kind of a punchline. Mm-hmm. The yeah no that's true the the scene <clears throat> you know mm-hmm. um, we were talking about how like the heterosexual sex is very mm-hmm. like violent and damaging yeah. Yeah. and like disgusting and, like, and feels gross and, you know like it's, yeah. it's consumerized yeah i don't know if that's a word and the moments of intimacy like between sweet intimacy yeah between like, between her and uh, sincere genuine like love are between her and um molly crystal oh. connors and yeah, her and, oh yeah between crystal like, they're, like they're, that last scene between yeah is uh, right. nomi sweet. and crystal is really 
genuinely and just, sweet. And between her and her roommate, it's like this is like safe, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Romantic. Yeah, love, and that's where love all we that like to, love we like to look at. And even like the right. the stuff between Nomi and Crystal, like when they go out to to <laughs> the doggy chow scene, and they're just talking, and they have this little like stuff with the, their hands, and like it's like oh it's, yeah, there's there's like sexual tension and a little bit of intimacy there. It's mm-hmm. like it's not like the the heterosexual content, which is. Not sexy. Yeah, not at all. Like, if there's anything that's sexy in the movie, it's those moments. Right. Where it's just those two, like, staring into each other's eyes, like, you know, I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, that goes back to what you were saying and the fact that they did that on purpose. Yeah. And, um, you know, what normally in America would be the sexy scenes that everybody wants to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the ones that they made weird, and they did that on purpose. Yeah. Um, it's a satire in that case. And then the the ones that most people wouldn't catch, like the staring into eyes or things like that, that became the sweet moments. Yeah. So it's all on purpose, and I think it's done really well. Yeah, because that's his view of how... So he's he's uh, from Holland, mm-hmm. and he grew up in World War II uh, as a small child, and he saw a lot of violence uh, just from, you know... the. the the you know bombings and everything, but right. also uh, from from remember a lot of sexual abuse as well. Yeah. So he's his view on that is very he doesn't like to hold back on any of that. Yeah. And but he also is very playful with like in his early Dutch movies. There's full, you know, what would, what would we consider hardcore? I guess. Yeah. You know. Um. So it's very liberal, and when he brings that over to his American films, it's like shocking. Right. To Americans. But, you know, I like how he plays with the expectations like that with the the different views of heterosexual and lesbian, you know, yeah. sex. Yeah, I see it both ways. Because <clears throat> I feel like there is that kind of like bro mentality of like wanting to see yeah. women together mm-hmm. in like a voyeuristic way, yes. which is where I kind of thought it was going at first. But yeah. then like as the movie plays out. Yeah. I think you get more of that with like the some of the bits with Gina it's like they flip back and forth between these like really intimate moments where mm-hmm. it's just them talking and sharing about their lives and then like the moments where they're on stage together yeah. it feels very yeah. like confrontational yeah. I, something about their relationship between her and Gina is like reminds me of like Dracula seduction oh yeah yeah, yeah. I can like, see that yeah it's like there's a power dynamic oh, yeah. there and it's like you don't see that power dynamic between two women very often. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. expected that her male producers are trying to sleep with her and, like, yeah. this, but, like, you and you don't get... It shouldn't be, but it is. And well, yeah, and like, I think, like, in a lesser film, they would have, or one that, like, that kind of, like, gets to the point of, like, what he's getting at is, like, if, if it wasn't, if it was just for, like, titillation, they would have had uh, female-on-female sex scenes right. as well. But the fact that he doesn't have any, you know, sex scenes in that respect is kind of playing with like what we're expecting uh-huh. from the heterosexual right. scenes and like how he's just making those so ridiculous. Yeah. And so I think, ridiculous. I think uh, <laughs> ultimately what oh, I was just going to say I, with the whole Gina thing, I think it kind of backfires because what she in the end kind of did was groom her and turn her into herself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, ends up being Gina's downfall literally. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. she gets pushed down the stairs. So. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but her lawyers get her a good deal. That's true. And yeah. she's okay with it and she's ready to like retire. Yeah. <laughs> and they even like repeat the same scenes of like them introducing Nomi mm-hmm. 
as the which I I love. It's like this huge press conference of like this you know <laughs> showgirls, mm-hmm. like, topless, in, dancer. like, topless <laughs> dancers in Vegas, and I'm like, what rea- that that just kind of clues you into like this is not reality. Right. This is a total cartoon. I will say in the scene where it's the first time Nomi's doing the show and she comes up out of the volcano mm-hmm. like Gina does mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The only thing I could think of is when you showed us the VH1 thing where they digitally drew on brawls. I need to show you Um, this. So, like, in my head, the brawl was on her, and it was really funny because that was amazing. I don't know. It just, when I saw that scene, it was the only thing I could think of. Yeah, it's, it was once you see that, it's really, so what they did, like, VH1 showed the movie on, in, like, the early 2000s. Toby's pulling it up here. It's on, yeah, it's on, like, Vimeo, and... What they did was they just digitally added in bras and, and panties. And it literally looks like they did them on paint. And if you watch, it's like, it's like they who, like move around yeah. because they're not on the body, of course. It's like it's like who framed Roger Rabbit. Wow. They're like, yeah, they're like wiggling. It's yeah. Like yeah. Almost like the bra's alive. Right. Exactly. It's like its own little character. And if they ever do like a deluxe edition, I want that version on a disc. Yes. That's what I want that whole version. It's hilarious. It's like doesn't have a back some of the time because they got lazy. Right. This is like VH1 in the early 2000s. They even attempted this. I can't believe they did. That seems like a lot of work. That's what I mean. Like the movie has like. She has a bra on that scene. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it was see-through and they had to. It might have been the scene where it's it looks like a bra, but it it doesn't have front coverage. I don't know. But I did. I also read talking about going back to Elizabeth Berkeley and. I just read that she regularly worked 16 hours a day, totally nude in high heels while filming the dance scenes. That yeah. That's dedication. Like, that takes some oh, work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a total. She was all in on this performance. Yeah. And I do feel bad for her. Yeah, oh. I mean, it did. And kinda... if you're listening to this, Elizabeth Berkeley. We love you. <laughs> we love you. Yes, we love you. And I would do. totally pay. And we need to. For an $2,500 to hear you talk about this movie. Um, no question. And we need one real opposite. On real opposite. I can't pay you. No, I personally, personally. We will come up with the money and pay you. <laughs> this is like um, the third or fourth time we've asked a celebrity to come on to this podcast. Um, I'm sure they all listen. I can, of we'll course. find her on Twitter and we'll send her this podcast. <laughs> okay. And just know that you are loved. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and this was an experience to film. And like, oh, yeah. I want to hear, sure. I mean, this, this was her big then, break. Like, like from Saved by the Bell and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. And it's a big performance. Yeah, it's, an amazing, so many it's an amazing so many yeah. ways. Like, there's nobody else that could do this could performance. Do that. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was also reading here, like, Pam Anderson, Angelina Jolie, yeah. Denise Richards, Charlize Theron, all of those auditioned, and I could not imagine any of them being. Yeah, I just don't think they could have reached the yeah. same level that Elizabeth Berkeley was able to. I think Angelina is the only one that could have reached, like, who, who could have gone, like, super psycho. enormous. But psycho. I feel like she doesn't have the right, like Angelina doesn't have the right, like, vibe. No. Right. No, it's no, no. There's still something I mean, it's about still... it that Elizabeth Berkeley was perfect. I did. It also says, they wanted Madonna to play Crystal and Crystal Connors that and would have Drew been... Barrymore to play Nomi. Ugh, no. That's no. weird. I don't, I, don't I don't see that at all. I don't see that at all. Well, I mean, this is I Drew mean, Barrymore now Madonna, in the 90s and she was... Madonna and playing Crystal Connors. I could see I that. Could see yeah. that. Oh, I've been using her real name, Gina. Okay, Crystal was her character. Yeah, yeah Gina Gershon. So, yeah, I could see... I could see Madonna as Crystal. Yeah. A little bit. I'm glad they did. I'm glad they went with Gina. She's a much better actress. And like, yeah, she was great. She's a great actress in everything. Um, Madonna's a great actress too. She is. I mean, yeah. You can. You can. It's okay. <laughs> you can share your opinion on Madonna. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, she's yes, a. It's okay. No, I love I Madonna. I love Madonna. So. No, I love Madonna's but, 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 music. But, but, but. Like, 
I, I mean, Evita? it's good. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And like, she's okay. And Dick Tracy is like that kind of character, actually. That kind of sultry, yeah. femme fatale. That's what I say. I could see her doing that, but yeah, I do yeah, think I, mean, I could totally see her I in do that think, role. But I think Gina's a better actress. She was a better fit for this role, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like that it wasn't as like. And it would have been Madonna's movie. Yeah, you know, she would. They, they would have like. She would have asked for like you know so much more pages written for her, more screen time, and instead, it, I'm glad. And it, I'm glad it's Nomi's movie. It was like a lesser known, you know, person. And she does come out and do like Q and A's with Paul Verhoeven about the movie too, so that's cool. I did see, <laughs> I saw that when it won the uh, oh the Razzies, the Razzies. Yeah, he yeah. showed up. He showed up, and he's the first director to ever turn up to collect the, re- yeah. the re- award. Yeah, like that is great. Yeah. That that right there tells you he knew what he was. Oh making. yeah, he knew. One hundred percent. And I think he was and he, he was happy it. that it got like oh, that they recognized what the movie was. Yes, I think maybe there's been a few that they've shown up. Like I think I know Halle Berry showed up for her Catwoman. Razzie and was very it was very funny and cute how she accepted the award and was just like lambasting her agent for <laughs> taking the movie and it was really funny but there's been a few that have taken Razzie's like shown up this is totally not related at all but I did also see that Nomi's mispronunciation of Versace <laughs> as Versace was Elizabeth Berkeley's idea Oh, and that is a brilliant that idea. is a gem moment like that is great That's it, it was I just felt yeah. like this girl is not dumb yeah like she knows Versace. I, I, felt, I feel like it was one of those things where it's a different area. Yeah. Like she's it, not used to it. And, you know, wherever she came from, that's probably how they pronounced it. It's kind of how I saw it. Okay. And yeah. I, I thought it gave you, yeah. I, I thought it gave her a little more depth, honestly. And I kind of like imagine her backstory like she's, maybe she didn't like finish high school, wasn't really right. like she was kind of the bad girl who was, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, think, like, I think that fits because was, she did, um, what was, uh, she was arrested for yeah. solicitation yeah. and things yeah. like yeah. that when I mean, they found out that. So she had a rough upbringing. Yeah. So, so that's where I think it does fit in and gives her a little more, a little more care. I don't know. I, I love that I just felt moment. like it made her look, and I guess that's the point, like it makes her look dumb. Yeah. yeah. When this, this chick is And also, right. I mean, it is, it is early in the movie too, like when she's just, but she's just going for like her first audition. Right. Yeah. So she hasn't been in town or exposed to that. And you got to think like this is like she's just like from some small Midwestern town. Right. This is like kind of pre this is pre Internet where you can just Google whatever. True. And maybe she's never. That's what I was thinking. You know, she hasn't seen Versace or not. You know. Yeah. So. Or she's seen it in a magazine. And never but does not. Yeah. And, and has right. never had anybody say the word to her or something. But that's a brilliant contribution, I think. And that's a good. That's a sign know, of a I good like director that. who's like. Good, I'm taking yeah. that one. Yeah. It was a great one. It was a great choice. I, I think overall, it's it's a good movie. It's fun. Obviously, there's nudity in it. So, I mean, not like a family movie. But no. uh, <laughs> it was good. It was really fun. It I, I thoroughly really enjoyed it. Even though, I guess it, it did bomb at the box office. But it swept the what ra- Razzies? Razzies. Razzies, yeah. Well, the so, Razzies are awards for doing well, bad. Yes. They are the best yeah, but, but, but they're also... But for a movie like this, that's... that's It's I think a compliment like, in its own way. Yeah, so I think like they got the joke yeah. to a certain degree. And I think a lot of people you know, did get that. I mean, because it did become kind of a cult film. I think at first, kind of in the gay community, mm-hmm. it kind of became... Because there is so much of that like sexual tension and intimacy mm-hmm. between... Mm-hmm. Uh, Crystal and Nomi yeah. and and Molly, queer love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very tender and yeah, right. And it really, I mean, it, those scenes are really 
And that's what we really said. Sweet. It's yeah, the sweet scenes. Yeah. That's where you get it. And a contrast to the, so the violent <laughs> seizure <laughs> sex scenes of the heterosexual. If not the like overtly, yeah, violent. Oh yeah, oh, yeah and, that and, too. And the you know the sexual abuse and everything. Yeah. Rape. Yeah. 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 So. Um, but it did like so. I mean, it was the first real NC seventeen film ever, like a wide big release, and that was how it was marketed. Oh, so. okay. Are there and, even a lot of those nowadays? They, they, they I don't, don't think really I really do. Hear it. I mean, they don't. They don't really get released theatrically. Very rarely. I was going to say because I and think if, they, if it is, they have to bump it down to an R, if, right? Yeah. For the most part. Well, if they, I mean, you can release an NC seventeen film. Mm-hmm. You just can't advertise in certain papers. Like, well, not that papers okay. really matter anymore. You can't advertise in certain. Like, I imagine on certain websites or. I mean, it used to be you couldn't put it in certain newspapers. You couldn't right. uh, air a commercial for it on TV. So your press release is yeah, like, so you're like cut you're, in half. Yeah, your your press at least. If you're gonna try to make a wide release NC-17 film, the only way you could really do it is to build up controversy. You know, just the fact that it's an NC-17 film with a huge budget and like a prestige director and the girl from Saved by the Bell. Right. It's like kind of. It that's was a big what, deal. It was the only. That was really the only way they could sell it. And then that poster. Yeah. You know. Brilliant poster. Yeah, it is. For NC-17 films, some of the most famous ones are um, Blonde. Yeah, it was a great film. Yeah. It was really good. Which is new. It's a, it's a Marilyn, it's Marilyn Monroe's story, oh, okay. Blonde. It was very good. Um, a Serbian film, which is a... Uh, never watch that. You should never watch that. No one should ever watch that. Don't watch that. Okay. Um, it, Duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a, a horror film about home invasion, and it's super graphic uh, and awful. Don't. Um, don't watch don't. it. don't. I haven't watched it, but I know enough about I it. I know yeah. enough about it that I would never watch yeah. it. Yeah. Kids, it's like, yeah. Casino. Blue is the warmest color. Casino. Mm-hmm. Casino's not NC-17. It was NC-17 when it was released. No, it wasn't. It was That's Radar. They rate. They probably rated it NC-17 at the first, when they first yeah, submitted it. Yeah, it's like uh, US NC-17. No, I mean, when they first one. submitted it. This is on IMDb, so let's see, yeah. It was art. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. When they first submitted it, it went in as NC-17. Yeah, what, that's what I mean. Color, and then they, then they had to... Um, and they had to back it down. That's what yeah. I was saying. A lot um, of the films, when they're when they're sent in as NC-17, that's yeah. they, they cut back. out to make it to the They cut out. So the same turn. for The Evil Dead and Clerks. They, or they both were cut back to be to okay. or, they, or they appeal it to the Motion Picture Association. And if they get enough votes, they can not have any cuts yeah. and maintain and make an R rating. Oh, okay. Oh, One nice. that is not on here, which is weird, but that I know was NC-17 and was very famous is um, Nymphomaniac. Oh, yeah. Uh, basically, all of the Lars von Trier films are Oh yeah, they're uh, all very... NC-17. That's the house uh, that Jack built that I was telling mm-hmm. about. Yeah, Those are hard. Those are a rough watch. So NC-17 kind of has that reputation of being sexually explicit hard watch films that like you can't... Yeah, I mean, and there's like. there's been like some prestige films like Cronenberg's uh, Crash was NC-17, Angley's uh, Lust Caution was NC-17. I think both of them ended up having R-rated versions that got released on like, home video. The, you can't get like a wide release. So the fact that this even was, a, this was pretty much the one and only release it in, you know, 2000 screens or whatever NC-17 film that's ever been released. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like it'll go in a few hundred screens. And that's about it. Yeah, that's the uh, course is a good example of them, them appealing, him appealing. He's like, it's just language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody gets hit, killed. There's no nudity. It's mm-hmm. just language. And he won that appeal. And they kept it and they put it back to an R. Oh, he cool. had to do that on Chasing Amy, too, I think. And just because of language. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think for our year episode, I'm glad you saved Showgirls till now. I think it was the appropriate one for this one. It's different. It's a little 
grittier than things we've talked about before. But I mean, it was a it's a big deal. That movie was a big deal of its time and yeah. and continues to be. It is. And uh yeah, I think it makes a good <laughs> definitely a good comparison to uh Crossroads. So Oh yeah. Yeah. Which does. we will it we does. will be chatting about it, that. Oh it yes does. we will. Um, <laughs> I will say a pet peeve of mine in movies is like <laughs> gratuitous vomit. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> So that was like my big beef with like a movie like Knives Out, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah. Otherwise an excellent film, but like there's enough bodily fluids in my life as a parent. <laughs> I don't know that I remember that in Knives Out. I like Knives yeah, Out. It's a big part of Knives Out. Thing, like her, she throws up when she when lies. She tell, yeah, when she oh, lies. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So like it's, yeah. It's been forever since I've seen it. So I feel like the opening 10 minutes of Showgirls is just <laughs> crazy, but she's like completely losing it and then just like pukes. I yeah. was like, what is going on? <laughs> It so, did seem out of place. I think it caught me off guard. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. Very interesting choice. Don't understand it. And I, th- I like that they do, they do that right at the start or like in, a, in an unexpected moment. And, yeah, and she just like it, just, it takes you off off balance. You're like, what? Yeah. what? So. You're going to throw up now? Yeah. And and this movie had a lot of that. Yeah. Not throwing up, but yeah, moments like, that catch you off guard. It didn't seem like she'd been like drinking. It was just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like Maybe she just gets really nervous. Emotion. Like she just, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, anyway. I don't like. You could have done without that. I could have done without it's that. It's secretly okay. like a demon possession film and that was like her Linda Blair moment <laughs> right at the start. Maybe. I'm trying to she, think got, she got to Vegas and possessed herself. right away. That's what it like, is. Like what director is like, I really just need disgusting vomit. 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 Like yeah. pitch perfect. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. That's great. Um, anyway. Oh, that God. is that is my last thought you know, on Showgirls. Um, Crystal does throw champagne at her and say it's holy water. Yeah, yeah. At one point oh, in time. Oh, look at that! We've uncovered the real secret. We've uncovered the real story of Showgirls. There, this is movie's that like it's an a onion. demon possession. <laughs> that's movie. right. And uh, that's why um, she like you know it's kind of like it is kind of like after that conversation with Crystal that she starts like taking over and it's taking over and yes. standing up for herself and like. See, this is why you tune into the real opposites because we get to the bottom of everything, <laughs> and you know, nobody else could have came up with this. So definitely check out um, the Possession movie, Showgirls, which we have in our collection here at South Charleston Public Library. That's right. You're not going to find a lot of other libraries that have Showgirls. I would say not, but it is a great. It's a great film. I enjoyed Abby, it thoroughly. What is it? Interesting national survey of libraries. <laughs> <laughs> How robust is your film collection? Do you have Showgirls and Troll 2? That's right. And Crossroads. And Crossroads. crossroads. (laughs) Clearly we're winning, guys. (laughs) But yeah, I do do think, uh, like I was saying, it's a perfect pick for this this episode. And it, I loved it. It it had funny moments. It had the weird moments, but they were supposed to be weird. As long as you know that ahead of time, I think it works. Yeah. And it had a story to it. It, yeah, I, I mean, like it, a movie kinda, with a story, and this had a good story. It hits all the bases. Like you've got the camp, you've got the satire, you have like a actually a pretty well structured narrative, mm-hmm. you know, that works. So you have the the nice bookends, the start and the end, and you have the villain characters, the yeah. really good characters, the mm-hmm. one you feel bad <laughs> for. Well, the characters are kind of, you know, some of them are kind of complex. You know, right. like yeah, you're yeah, kind yeah. of rooting for Nomi, yeah. even though she's terrible. You person. also like. Right. See who she, like, she's unabashedly who she is. Right. Yeah. No. But you are, I mean, I but, was rooting for her. Yeah, you're totally rooting for her. So I think I think all that, it's one of those things that I've talked about multiple times on here. The right cast, the right story, 
is what it has to have to keep my attention. Yeah. And this one just mm-hmm. hit all that. It was great. Yeah. Thank you, Paul Verhoeven. So overall, Showgirls, we all liked, I think. Liked it a lot. Yeah. yeah. I think I could have fast forwarded as Toby did through some of the parts. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the throw up, vomit, whatever. Yeah. The middle was long. <laughs> yeah. The middle kind of felt long. That's See? my, yeah, that, that and vomit are my only critiques. All right. Very good. So awesome. a good movie. Yeah. Also, good, good pick. Now let's move on to the opposite of that. <laughs> well, I guess technically we should take a break for some announcements. Yes, I guess we should. And then we'll come back to talk about one of the greatest masterpieces of all time, starring Britney Spears, Crossroads. Okay, so at this time we have some announcements for the library. Toby, if you want to go ahead and start us. All right, so coming up in January, every Monday that we are open from 5 to 8, we will be having a community creative space open house and for those of you that don't know the library now offers a free space for being creative we have a glowforge a cricut 3d printers button makers all kinds of great stuff over there there will be a time now on mondays in january uh, from five to eight where you can come by you can get your safety training for the makerspace you can ask us questions about your intended makerspace projects and i'll be there uh, to teach you about how everything works so come on by and see us then um and then also on a movie-related note, our book club last month, we read Persepolis, uh, which is a, a graphic novel about the Iranian Revolution. We will be having a discussion meeting on January the 17th at 6 p.m., the Tuesday after Martin Luther King Day, where we will be screening the movie Persepolis. Um, so it's a French-language film, but there are subtitles, and we'll be checking it out that way. And then I'm going to pass it along to Kendall, who is uh, part of our children's department, and she's going to tell you about children's stuff this week. Hey, guys. So we have um, story time at the library every week um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1030 a.m. On Tuesdays, we do alphabets, where we learn about the alphabet, as you might have guessed. And then on Thursday, we have words and wiggles, which is just like it sounds. It's a time where kids can move and groove and learn, and sitting still is not at all required. Also, just wanted to mention, Maybe I should have left this for Josh, but we are changing the time and format somewhat of our Real Readers Club. It's now going to be happening after school on Fridays, every other Friday. And we're going to start once school comes back after the holidays on Friday, January 6th from 3 to 5. We will have Real Readers and Auditorium A and popcorn and soda will be served. So I think that's all our big news. We're also having a winter reading challenge going on right now. So if you read 10 books... If you're under the age of 18 and read 10 books before January 10th, you can come in on January 10th at 6 p.m. and enjoy some delicious pizza. All right. That's. All right. So we're back and we're going to jump straight into discussing Crossroads. Crossroads. Yeah. One year in. That's right. It's finally time. Aaron has been waiting for this moment. A year. For a year. That's true. And I have been dreading this moment. (laughs) For a year. <laughs> so, in I case think you, you finally came around for 364 days. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those that don't know, Crossroads is a 2002 movie starring Britney Spears. I'm a big Britney fan. I think we all know that. But so, of course, that's one of the reasons I like this movie. But I do think it's a, a decent little teen movie. It's like a coming-of-age story. It's got different stories all rolled into one. 
It's it's got a lot of the things I like. I know it's. I mean, it's not really good. Uh, no, what? <laughs> no, it is good. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but uh, we'll get to you later. Hey. Let him introduce his. Movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's but anyways, niche. it it's it's a good. I like it. I like the movie, and yeah. So I guess Josh, go ahead and tell us what you no, think. No, like, why do you like it? I just told you. When did you first see this movie, Aaron? I went to the theaters. Okay, so yeah. you saw this in two thousand two. Mm-hmm. I did. As did I. Yeah, I did. I can't really remember that far back. I only I just know I went and saw it in theaters because I used to always when I would go to the movies, I would keep my ticket stub mm. and then when i bought the dvd i would put that ticket stub in the dvd That's cool. love it and i have lost my original copy of crossroads which means yeah. i've lost my ticket stub i'm so sorry it's so a tragedy. sad but that's how I know that I, I did see it in theaters. Okay. Okay. So just a weird little thing I used to do. No, I don't do that weird. anymore. It's not weird. It's awesome. I don't do it no, anymore. I used, to keep, I used to keep ticket stubs for a while. Yeah. But I didn't have that, that good of an idea to keep them in the DVD case or in the video case or whatever. I don't know that it that's was really idea. like originally an idea as so much as what do I do with this? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is the same thing. I'll yeah, just put it that's in a good here. idea. That's brilliant. So I do know I saw it then. Um, I mean, my main thing, honestly, it, it's Britney Spears. It, that that does it. That, okay. that pretty much does it. That's what it takes. All it took. <laughs> no, but I, I do like some of the other people in it. Um, Tara Manning, I, I like her work a lot. And uh, Zoe Saldana, yeah. who is good. Dan Aykroyd, Kim mm-hmm. Cattrall. Good people. Okay. Um, in this, but it is it is a um, Justin Long. Justin oh, Long. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, I really a very like young Justin, Justin Long. Long. Yeah, I was I was hoping for more of him in the movie. He's just in that like kind yeah, of the first couple scenes. Yeah, yeah. But it is like a teen drama kind of movie. So I mean, it doesn't exactly fit my life anymore. I still appreciate it for what it is. Okay. I feel like it was very well, of its t- time. Time. Yeah. Of like teen movies. I do too. I feel of like it was, time. Uh, although it was of its time in like 1981. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was an 80s film? I feel like it was written. Like long before 2002, because there is like no mention of any sort of pop culture or media. She like she even has Madonna posters like mm-hmm. from the mid 80s up in her room. Like I feel like well, that I, was I, that was Lucy's Lucy's person that she liked. Okay. She sings Madonna in the I know in the I, opening scene. I know that's what I'm. That's, that's what I mean. It's like. I don't think oh, like, by 2002, like a, like a she could have had a newer... Or 18-year-old girl in 2002... Would have an 80s poster. Would have an 80s poster. There's no mention of, like, cell phones, the internet, like, any... It, it, and the way they, true. Like they the way, the way they talk, the way they... You know, it's like like the, the car they're driving isn't even from... True. Well, it's, not, it's a classic. I know. It's I supposed know, to be I a know, classic. but it's like the whole thing feels like some weird transplant to 2002. Like, So imagine, that, okay, we got Britney Spears. We need a script. And so they just grabbed Shonda Rhimes' script, I guess. Well, from... actually, what it was is the the movie was actually Britney's idea. So okay. Britney approached them or her team or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was the idea for, like, the general layout of the movie was Britney's idea. And then they brought Shonda Rhimes in, and Shonda took it and wrote the script. Okay. So the idea did come from Britney Spears. So I don't okay. maybe that's part of it. I, don't... I guess. But I do feel like teenage movies of that time, thinking back to my... <laughs> Long on high school days, like I don't know, can't hardly wait. Like there, there yeah, wasn't any wait. like bad m- movies with Freddie Prince Jr. in it that I can't even remember what they were called anymore. Yeah, like, all that. 
Oh, she's on that. Yeah, but there was another one that also um, Jason Biggs and it was awful. Can't remember. But anyways, I mean, those... but still, like, but all those movies, there, there is like no internet. There's no cell phones. That's true. It's, it feel they feel older. Yeah, but yeah, there's something about the writing though that's like that. Then they feel are. But like, but like I do a... agree. Like it. It was weird, like the whole engagement storyline, I think is kind of out of yeah, place yeah. for even movies of that time. Yeah, and she felt like this like kind of uh, like mean girl from the 60s or yeah. something. So my writer, like writing education is going to kick in here. And I feel like, though it was weird, that it was intentional. Because when you're less so, I guess maybe with movies, but like when you're writing fiction in like a... You know, at, at school and stuff, they tell you not to include pop culture. They tell you not because to, it takes um, makes it timeless. They would be, well, yes, because you want it to. You want someone to watch this movie today. And I will say, I was like, "Oh, where's a cell phone?" But at two thousand and two, you didn't necessarily know that cell phones were going to stick around forever. Like, I mean, I they feel were like pretty... the way they were pretty ubiquitous. But I also think that there's always this idea about media that like it's going to pass away in some um, way. But it's a like I mean, you wouldn't want to give them a BlackBerry, which is a thing. Then yeah, but it's a it's but, just because the BlackBerry is gone now. So I kind of get, you know, yeah. them my, nixing that. Right. My thing yeah. is just more the feel of it. Like it's like something about the writing just doesn't strike me as a 2002 movie. Right. Now I will say that it it there is a lot that doesn't strike you. As, I tend to forget that they're high school students mm -hmm. yeah. or well just, just graduated, graduated yeah. high school yeah. high school graduates. Um, because it doesn't really follow that no very well no they feel like like 24 yeah. yeah yeah and i will say the really awful there were two really awful freddie prince jr rom-coms in the okay. year 2000 that i saw in theaters both of them <laughs> okay. one of them was down to you the other was called boys and girls oh <laughs> these never have heard not, of either one these have not stood the test of time Oops. however i'm pretty sure <laughs> they are similarly that. antiquated in their culture i do not remember the, bo the boys i remember the down to you poster <laughs> i don't remember the boys and girls it, it happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know she's all that. That's not that bad. She all that was like, it's, it was like a step above these ones. If, if, but even that one feels like an 80s throwback. Yeah. Like, it's like no, they do kind the, of have that The ugly duckling kind of, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of trope. No, the only one of those movies that is actually good is 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah, that's a great movie. Because it's based that's, on Shakespeare. Toby loves that movie. We can do, we can do that one. Later. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so, Aaron, have you seen it? What? 10 Things I Hate About You. I have. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like twice, I think. All right, good. Oh, okay, good. Um, both on accident, but I saw it. So, okay. So you didn't like the writing overall. Are we going with a, you didn't like this? No, I did. I, I, I was actually going into this, like, like oh, that's not you wanted to like it. Yeah. Like I, I was that. like, I was hoping I was going to be really pleasantly surprised. I'm like, oh, this is like, you know, like I could see it being kind of like a sweet little film, like, you know, Dan Aykroyd. I could see that being like a nice <laughs> relationship with father. Uh -huh. Father daughter, something along those lines, and it was like 10, 15 minutes in. I'm like, oh my god, this is bad. <laughs> this is so bad. This is just god awful. <laughs> and it was making me remember. I was like, I'm kind of feeling nostalgic for Nokia Ugly. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Oh, like, but it, but it was, but it was, it was more fun than Nokia Ugly. Okay. To, watch, to like, there's, there's some, Ooh, there's that's, some, there's that's a. That's a deep there's one. A couple, a deep, there's a couple. Yeah, that was a there's a couple cut. of deep moments cut. in this that I'm gonna take with me to my grave. Yeah. <laughs> so when Hans, 
<laughs> oh, this is what. Okay, so this is one of the things that was like, this is this is not a 2002 film. It's like they get to whatever city they get to or whatever, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and Tim Mouth is like, y'all just hang around. I'm gonna go get a band. <laughs> What's wrong with that? They're in it's LA. Like, it's just it's so, it's so funny. And then he comes back to the hotel. It's like just casual. It's like, hey, I got a band. <laughs> I don't get it. He knew people. It's, it's the delivery. It's the like. It's it's like they just get there. It's like I'm gonna go get a band. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought so, it made sense. I don't know. All right, here's my commentary. I was oh, I was ex- sorry. I'm I'm very excited. I was expecting it to be awful. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised by Britney's acting. Like, I felt like she did a lot better than I thought she was going to Yeah, do. she was okay. Um, she was fine. For yeah. a teen movie, like, girl, lead, her, like, someone, it was fine. For someone who's not an actress um, either. I mean, she's I right. will say, Zoe Saldana was severely disappointing. Yeah. Like, she's a leading lady. Like, she's Zigamora. She's O'Hara. She's like... She's definitely become a great, good actress. Yeah, she's a great actress now. At but that point, man, this is like her. And they're all trying thing. to do this weird Miss Midwestern accent too. That like <laughs> comes in, and even Dan Aykroyd is like. Georgia. I know. So it's supposed to be a southern accent, but it's bad. It, yeah. Is it, is it Georgia? Is that Georgia. where they start? Mm-hmm. But it, no, it's I Georgia kept, where they start, but the accent are not. I kept hearing no. like Fargo to, at certain yeah. points, and I'm like, what? I did hear that, and I, I, especially from Aykroyd, and then it kind of went in and out, and yeah, Zoe Zoe's not good. Tamer, um, what's Taryn Manning. Manning? She's she's okay. She's yeah, like she's. Pro- I mean, out of the three of them, she's like the best actors. I, so watching this back, because I haven't, I probably haven't watched it through in a in a a long time. I, I think this time around, I noticed I was kind of impressed with how well Brittany did. Um, I mean, I think every other time I was impressed, but it was just because it was her. But like watching it back now, I was. Maybe I just don't remember it being that well of a uh, that good of a performance. She was yeah. solid, um, yeah. Because okay. like for the character she's playing, I think she did really she, well. But I I do like the the actresses they picked in the. It was a big deal for this movie. They they did basically. It was almost an all woman cast. Direction, writing, all of that was yeah, from the yeah. female perspective. Um, you have Anson and Dan, of course. But yeah, it might be a female director, but this. This has more male gaze than showgirls. Okay. Like, Kendall can speak to this. I feel like watching... So I was kind of scared to rewatch this movie. Yeah. (laughs) I felt like it was eerie weird that, like, her dad is so... The parallel? Controlling That's the other thing I saw this whole time. Like, from the get-go. You know, she's... she's Yeah. Just doing what he wants. You know, it's very much... Yeah. And that's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's what, that was the other thing I was yeah. going to say is watching it back. That's the only thing I could also like, that was very heavy and in, in forefront or whatever. I don't know. It was in my mind. Oh, that's right. Forefront. Just the parallel to her actual life and how this movie was almost like a call shadowing <laughs> or maybe a call for help. I, but it's like literal and figurative too. Cause like yeah. she's also in that first scene singing Madonna, who's awesome, but like, in her under, you know, like it's very right. much like the male yeah. gaze. Like, like she's clearly being. I guess that's in, true. Either it, allowing herself or by others. I suspect by others, and I, yeah. I feel like there is this sense of like 
icky male exploitation. Yeah. Like any chance they can get to get her in her bra and panties exactly. or yeah. a very like, revealing shirt or like she could have just been in her pajamas in that opening scene like singing right. but she's in her bra and panties or like the scene in the bathroom in the hotel like she's in the shower of course right. and then yeah. in a towel wet but like her friends are in baggy t-shirts like it just felt and there's like I guess I've never really noticed it's, that it's also the way it's shot like, like a lot of shots the, of her midriff, there's so many it's like, like lingering shots of just slowly Dolling, like dollying up to like from her toes to her like there's yeah it's it's it made me feel more scuzzy than showgirls like it was really just I, like I could see but it was that. like in the plot I mean, and in the way it was shot like she's just clearly this product like, that right. you know and I just feel so I love Britney and I just feel so yeah I felt right and that her. that's what I was and saying like, like it back then. I didn't know what we know now, so I didn't see that. But this time, I saw those kind of things where it was like, Sh- she's a well, product. So when I was, when we were watching it, all I think I could think of was like, this is the kind of film that Showgirls is making fun of. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. Like that, it's just taking this young woman and just exploiting the hell out of her for her body and not for who she is or what she has to say, because mm-hmm. it's clearly like they know what their audience. Their audience is like going to be me, uh, teenage girls. And their boyfriends are like, well, we got to get the boyfriend something right. like that. So, you know, we'll put her. I mean, it was like the first scene. I'm like, really? Already? She's like in like her, you know, basically booty shorts and right. and, a, and, a, and, and a bra, like dancing. It was a really weird way. I don't know. I it guess I've like never thought of it that way because I feel like people do that. They dance they in do. their room they and sit in their like, underwear. The so, way, and she was and it didn't ready. strike me that way at the time at all. Right. And my main thought watching this movie is like, Wow. <laughs> As a grown-ass woman who saw this, who hasn't seen it in 20 years and, like, saw yeah. this as an 18-year-old, like, this encapsulates, thank you, like, so much of, like, my mental health issues. Yeah. You know, like, what... How it is. How girls are supposed to yeah. be, like, this heroine who's needs to simultaneously be, like, the straight-A, perfect student, daddy's girl, pleasing everybody, slash, like, sex goddess right. also. <laughs> Yeah. I was hmm. like, wow, <laughs> I'm getting a lot of insight into my psyche right now. Right. <laughs> In See, a I very guess, unintended yeah. way. I guess I never really thought of it that way. Um, well, I mean. But like I said, this this time around, I, I it definitely was present. They explicitly state at one point in the movie when they're in the bar and they're singing, like the audience is like, it's past their bedtime. Like they seem really young. And then they kind of lose that once they come out and like start singing. And it's like to me, I, and I think this is part of being older, because I think when you're a teenager and you see something like that, it's like, oh, yeah, well, they did good it's like it's this like story we're fed when we're like 16 17 18 be like her it's empowering it should be yeah and it's like "Mm, that's messy yes i mean (laughs) yeah yeah i love britney i do too but i remember like buying her cd when i was 14 how old is britney you would have been been like 14 maybe 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 one more time yeah it was like nine Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so like 14, 15, probably. But like how much older was she? She's like 16, 17. I don't know. Yeah. She, she wasn't like 16. She's 41. Okay. Yeah. So she would, yeah, she would have been maybe 17, 18. Like a couple 18. of years older. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like, I think obviously she had like sex appeal for t- male teenagers. But mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like for female teenagers too, she was like an idol, you know, like right. you wanted to be like her. Be like her and your boyfriend will love you. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be desirable <laughs> or, or powerful. You know, yeah, like right, yeah. her sex was powerful. Well, and right. you know, I mean, like that. I do think that sex can be power. I think that women can embrace that power and stuff. I think there's an issue with the way we market that 
I'm not yeah. even market that power to young women. Like I don't think women should ever be ashamed of being sexy or that being where they no. wrap Agreed. their feminine power from. Agreed. You know, when you look at what's happened to a lot of these like female starlets, like Drew Barrymore, we just talked about, and mm-hmm. like this idea that like as very young children, they're made sex symbols out of, and that is. Yeah wildly problematic it's like i i think i don't know i think somebody just happens to you as an adult and you're like oh 18's young yeah yeah the whole like, thing they make a point to say she's 18 so it's okay to like objective okay legally this to, is fine i am making no, i am making fine. air quotes it is okay to objectify her but the whole thing just felt really mm, yeah it feels it feels creepy yeah. In a very different way than Cheryl like, does. And like that, Carrie, that karaoke <laughs> scene, they literally have her dancing on a pole. There is a pole. Mm-hmm. There is a pole. Yeah. And I was, I lost it because I was like, could not have picked a better movie to go along with this than Showgirls. That's she doesn't true. actually pole dance. But she like, doesn't, but she she's just leaning around. She the pole and there's suggestions. She yeah. doesn't lick the pole. <laughs> But I wouldn't have been surprised. Uh, also, if that a had really happened. disturbing part of Showgirls. <laughs> yeah, that needs to be discussed. I totally forgot about that. That grossed me out because All you know the germs how many germs. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Is like the why that movie is so brilliant. Did, like, did, this did is not sexy. Lick the pole. <laughs> lick the pole. <laughs> so so anyway. I guess what were you saying? No, just. Yeah. I don't know. Very, very much more complicated viewing this time. It's, it's like the, I, like that it would kind make, of like that kicked off sense. with the dad and like the dancing in the underwear. Mm-hmm. And then the more it went on, I was like, wow. Okay. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> so but, yeah, I, I mean, mean, as a, uh, other than that as a movie, I, not, I think, I think like, what had, about storyline? Had they know. made, you know, it's all about how, the, how it's presented. And right. this could have been a film, an empowering film where she like, is 18 takes her you know finds her sexual identity that could have been a real film i think it's meant to be and that's what i was going to say i think think that's what it's meant to be this whatever the studio wanted out of the movie is just it doesn't none of that's in the film and and it it just feels exploitive of her her body not in any sort of meaningful way that would say to a young woman that you know this you can find finding about a woman finding her sexual identity yeah or her empowering in any way. I will say Um, I enjoyed getting to hear Britney sing at that time without doing like the baby voice or the infantilized like Yes. I did Show notice um, that she usually does. That she used her, like it was her raw voice yeah. um, was, at, in that piano scene. It was beautiful. Yeah. Like in the piano scene, in the when she does the um, like Joan Jett cover, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. and like even like when she's singing along with stuff, it was nice to hear her actual voice. Because she's a beautiful, I mean, she's a, the, the baby voice Britney was a thing. Like she's an icon for that. Oh, and yeah. I love, and I love that. But it was nice to hear like, her yeah mm-hmm. i've oh, always okay. enjoyed which her last album was her yeah. a lot of people didn't like it um because it was her raw she has more of a raspy kind of voice yeah. nowadays mm-hmm. and it was her last album was that like it even took me a, a couple listens to be like oh i actually really love this but it, it was nice to hear back then that they let her do that and i but it's like they let her do that yes. right but that's what i was gonna say it's like this is her movie right she should have made that's like, what I was getting ready to say. Is, or maybe this is what she wanted to make, but it's like, it well, just shows it got, like how shaped we are as if it was her idea, which got, I'm like, not sure it was. It got manipulated. Into, right. Like right. That's what I was going to say. I think it was manipulated because like this said that the director at the time said, commented on the fact that was it, was it Britney's movie? And she said she was actually very involved in it. And 
made a lot of like final decisions. But even in that case, and I think it's more knowing what we know now about her career and her life, were they her decisions? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, she signed off on it, but was any of it actually her Well, and also, decision? like, she, I mean, what would she have been, like, maybe 20, 21? Because I was about like, 18. She's, yeah. she's 41 now. So, I mean, she's... And we're, like, 38, 39. Yeah. She would have been early 20s, 2021. 20, so... <clears throat> she's 21. Yeah, I mean, 20. I can't see a studio exec being, like, really... Letting at, at right. the end of the day, no, like, she's yeah. not going to have the final cut. It's that's what I'm studio, saying. Yeah, you know about what's in the film, and like they're going to be pushing. The, the movie has no identity. Yeah, or meaningful message. Now, like, see, I always positive. saw it as like the story itself was somewhat empowering, but because they kind of have their own little things they're dealing with, mm-hmm. and the way I see, which I often see movies in a different light than you do. Oh, that's fine. But like okay. in this one, the story itself, like you have Brittany who's finding her own identity, figuring out who she is without being who her dad wants her to be, finding the way to break out of that. Um, you have Kit who it, it, like was getting married yeah. and is also just like a mommy's yeah. protege and finding herself through that. Yeah. And it's almost like that is why she went into this marriage is because she's trying to, she's also, trying to break away. To, yeah. I, I like the kind of the parallel between the kit who's Zoe Saldana, right? Mm-hmm. And Nomi, where they both beat the crap out of a sexual predator. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah. yeah. Well, as you said earlier, you know, they teach you, uh, Mimi teaches her how to throw a punch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I I, like I always that. liked Mimi's character a lot. Mimi knocked yeah, yeah, a couple Mimi, guys lights out over the course. Yeah, of the Mimi, great. Yeah. Mimi's the high point of the film. Yeah, like. but and and then she has. I just felt like for the time that this came out, it had a lot of subjects that I don't know. Maybe I hadn't seen a lot of movies about that because is you true. have the teen the teen pregnancy. She loses the baby. Then it turns out that like, it's, that, that it was a rape. I mean, right, yeah, yeah. it was a rape that, by like, Kit's fiance. Yeah, like you. Find, I don't know. It just. I thought the story was good. And I, I th- loved that they didn't have them fight over them, that. Over that, it was immediate. As soon as soon as uh, Kit's character sees the blue bottle, this is what happened. Yeah. Instead right. of being, because a lot of times in a teen movie, if that circumstance came up, the girls fight. the girls would fight. Yeah. And instead, she's just like, I want him to like admit uh, what he did to you. Right. Yeah. And um, and that's when she that finally throws scene. a punch. Yeah. That was a good scene. Yeah. yeah, it was a good and scene. Like, and they like bonded. Like, yeah. it, like, you know, like yeah. she and you, runs and you, to her friend's side. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And there are parts of this movie that feel like they are made for a girl, but that's it's true. their interactions <clears throat> with each other. It's almost nothing else. It's like right. the girls that's, feel. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what well, I was I saying. That, yeah. I think yeah. it's the the story from the just like the girl story that I, I really like. Um, that I think has something to I it. I think, like, had this not been Britney Spears, mm-hmm. it would have been a good film. That's that's think, another thing I, I was going to say. Element mm-hmm. of, of putting her in this film ma- it else. pushes it into. Be- if you just had a, if you just had an actress, if you just had somebody, some, somebody, you know, I don't know, Mina Suvari, yeah. who knows. Um, well, Drew it, was getting the same thing at around that era right. too. Like, well, Drew was being maybe like the same way in Hollywood. Somebody more like, a little a, a starter. Yeah, maybe like because if, if if this had been made in like ninety three, ninety four, like mm-hmm. when she was in her kind of uh, you know pulling up her top on Letterman phase kind of thing, that that would have been you know. But I'm just saying, like the the Britney element kind of overshadows whatever else might have been right. And I think. I think I know where you're going with you that I mean? in the fact that 
not so much because of Britney's performance or no, anything. No, not because of her but performance, because just because of, of her persona and her name. And what they were forcing at that time yeah. on her. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just like the Rolling Stones shoot that she did that was like a big shocker to everybody. She's 16, 17, and it's a, oh, she's yeah. in her yeah. underwear on the front of Rolling Stone. I had that on my college wall. Yeah. I mean... I still have it probably somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, it was one of those things where they showed up in her house. They took pictures of her in her house and they were like, okay, now get to your underwear. Yeah. Now take it off. Like it it was, it was that. Which is, oh my God, that's. Right. Like 16, 17. Yeah, she was 16, 17. It was like right when she started. It's really disgusting. It's just weird that at the time I'm like, this is awesome. Right. You know, like this is what I I mean on my walls. And I mean, it doesn't make it okay, but times were different and it, it was the way that. They sold people then. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, that's and it as worked. a teenager, you, you don't realize like wall. these older men are. Pr- right. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're. Right. Yeah. Oh, 100%. They have it up on their walls for very different reasons. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. But that's the I'm thing. Like, like it cool. did work for what it was going for because yeah. guys had it on their wall, girls had it on their wall. And yeah. it's like so, I mean. It's different, I think, if a, if a, if a woman goes and does these things of her own accord, then yeah. yes, absolutely. 100%. But I think now knowing in retrospect that Britney had no power and no yeah. control and it was this like presentation of power mm-hmm. that you know she didn't have she was totally being exploited that, and she was being exploited like that's appeal. what makes it really sad whereas right. like i think you know if a young woman's like this is what i want totally yeah but i mean she didn't yeah and really that ever and get to like say hindsight, what she wants. hindsight is like 2020 yeah. you know like now i right. know like a lot more and that that's what i'm saying and that's story. why i was asking yeah. like story-wise or what if it say it wasn't Britney and you don't have those? I know yeah. you can't just remove what's in the movie, but no. I think you're right in the sense that that is a lot of what's wrong with it. Yeah, the like the the kind of scuzzy, exploitive nature of, right. of that. Of Which Britney if it was somebody movie, else, it wouldn't have been. Yeah, you wouldn't have. I mean, if it was just someone, just a, you know, an actor, you know, a 19 year old actress or something at right. the time, insert whoever you want. It you know you you don't have. All the, you know, creepy male gaze. Right. You don't have probably the opening dancing in her panties. You don't have a lot of this stuff. Like you just have a road trip movie with three friends and they're both and they're all just trying to uh, find a part of themselves, you know, or deal with the pregnancy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it would have been a more coherent, cohesive film. I go in for a remake of Crossroads. Yeah. I mean, I think Britney's great, though. And I think if Britney, like you're saying, like if Britney wasn't Britney. Yeah, right. Made this movie again. Right. It would be a very sweet teen movie. Yeah, yeah. And I I like how the girls find solace in each other. Yeah. In the end. See, that's I think there are good elements in the film. And I like that there's there's like the reality of date rape and that girls Mm -hmm. don't want to talk about teen pregnancy. Pregnancy and that it comes out. It kind of. That's what I always thought. Times and like little by you know like they're. That that is good. Even I, the class thing with Mimi, yes. she's like, I live in a trailer park and I got drunk and got in his car. Yeah. Like, like they're not gonna do. They're anything. not gonna do anything. Right. And like the real, the reality of that was. Yeah. yeah. Like I like that aspect of it. I could have done with a little bit of like some mention of safe sex with Brittany and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dude and the dude. Okay, can we talk <laughs> about how old he was? No, that's not oh, what I okay. want to talk about. What I want to talk about. <laughs> Is the scene where he loses his mind over them driving the car, <laughs> and it's like I've been surrounded with my girls for a week, and that like you know how hard that is, and it's like that's a weird thing to weird. say. What and they didn't say I is that know. he was mentally eleven years old, and <laughs> I, like, thought I he was, was in like, a treehouse with a no girl sign. 
I don't know like weird. what that is. Like it was really I, funny. I feel like it's and this really like funny. that's that's a weird rhetoric for this movie. I, like that's the concept also like, like men can't enjoy spending time with women, women that aren't that they're not sleeping yeah. with is weird. It's, and yeah, that's, yeah. One of, like, I, that's one of the elements that just feels like out of place. That feels like an eighties like, movie. That that whole and also like if I were <laughs> Britney, if I were if I were, if I were Britney's character or whatever, and like the, okay, the racial relationship develops, I'm never not going to see that in my mind of him <laughs> kicking around dirt <laughs> in the desert because oh the girls are my oh my god it's girls but cooties cooties but, yeah. I'm just like I'm just like anytime he's like trying to kiss me like no no I'm just gonna think of that. <laughs> Well, I don't, I guess, see, I, once again, I didn't see it like that. I see it as (laughs) this guy who's normally by himself. Mm -hmm. He's used to just being him, listening to his own music, whatever. And then he has these three women who are, he doesn't know in his car. And, you know, they're pressing like his buttons as far as like wanting to, wanting to drive, wanting to listen to his, like their music, wanting to do this and being surrounded by women when he's not normally it would be different. It's kind of his Elizabeth Berkeley moment. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. He has lost his mind. Like, I don't know how you enter into I, a relationship with this man child. Like I was oh also kinda of weird that he like punches that guy in the bar and then he's like, I'm not mad at you for what happened and then he just like disappears. Oh yeah, that was so weird. Yeah. Like, are you okay? Like Yeah, I did think that that is true. The like blamed, I'm not mad at you. Like, like why would you be? Like, what Yeah, like, like why like or is it because for he some said, like, I'm not with her? I don't know. Like, that, that reaction, that, that, the aftermath yeah. of that scene. It's like, okay, I don't blame you for this guy groping you. Okay. Right. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Which he shouldn't. But no, he also it's like, shouldn't have to say that. Like, yeah, that shouldn't. Maybe uh, should have beat him up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not, like, yeah, because he was, but yeah, the, the, the whole, but, that, uh, But maybe it was, like, grabbing the money, you know, so they could run. And run, so. Yeah. Anyway, that was weird. I didn't like, I don't know, I didn't dislike his character, I suppose, but those two scenes were... They were weird. Really it's weird. like he he's almost a different character by the time they get to L.A. than like right. how they... Because it's like... But I feel like that's how he's supposed to be. Yeah. Because, like... They think he's a murderer? Well... <laughs> and they got in the car with him? Right, yeah. I don't believe that. I, I, I do like the like, fact that he's like, why did you murder. get in the car with me? <laughs> Went to... Jail. Yeah. By the way, you go to prison when you commit murder, not jail. True. <laughs> you're in jail or in your trial for murder. <laughs> and they let him out, <laughs> and he's like still a young dude. Like no. <sighs> anyway. <clears throat> well, I mean, I was hoping you'd like this movie, but I think you know, like watching it back. Like I said, I haven't seen it in a long time. Like I said, the whole the parallel to her real life is is very heavy. Yeah. And some of the things that we now see as predatory, and we didn't back then. You know, it it makes films hard to watch sometimes. And it's weird. Like I went back this morning. And I was listening to like the album that came out that has. I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Brittany. Track four, I'm pretty sure. Brittany. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Track number one, I'm a slave for you. Right. Boys, also on that album. Yeah. It's just this really weird juxtaposition of like the wholesome and like the very overly sex goddess. Sexual. That's that's well, about yeah, when it started. An album with a song that says, I'm literally not an adult. I mean, she was. I'm but not like, a girl. Yeah. But it's also like, I'm not yet a woman. Not like, yet a woman. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I. <clears throat> but I'm a slave for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it. 
all great songs, by the way. But <laughs> I love, I, I love that. Song. All great songs. <laughs> great, great album. Uh, but I think what does it say about me? I'm sorry. <laughs> Aside from the you know objectifying of a young woman, um, I thought it was a good movie for the time that it came right. out, and I and that that's what I'm saying. Like I liked it. It was a different time, and I know that's not a great answer for things, but we can't change how it was then. Mm-mm. And back then I loved the movie. I thought, it, I mean, I still like the movie and I still watched it. I think the, I think with me where I liked it when I was younger, I think I still watch it with innocence a little bit mm-hmm. in the sense that I don't necessarily think as deep into it because it was a movie I liked when I was younger. So it's more of a nostalgia kind of thing for me. No. I You're welcome for bringing it down. Like, I know. Right. <laughs> Like, I legitimately, I can say I legitimately enjoyed the movie. It's only in thinking about it that I'm like, why? Because yeah. I watched, like, the whole movie like this. Like, yeah. I <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Like, I was doing other things. I put it down and just, like, stared and watched. Well, I'm glad and somebody I thought that it. she was very, I almost felt like Brittany had a dolly kind of aspect to her yeah. in this movie. Like, she's very sweet. She is. She's like, she's her voice very is talented. very soothing. Her she's very talented. And I was like, look at you doing a good job. Like, I was real, I was real happy with yeah. like, you know, like, she did a good job. I like Tara Manning. I've seen her all kinds of stuff. And like I said, the main things, like, the thing that threw me out of it was the boy, like, the boy throwing a weird 11-year-old fit and the and Zoe Saldana not doing as well as I thought she was going to do. Like she was part of why I was excited to see the movie. I was like, oh yeah, there'll be a good. I was like, if she's in it, and like I, you know, they introduce Britney's character, and they introduce Mimi, and I was like, stage. these are some strong, really yeah, great yeah. like girls, and like she's gonna bring like this other strength to. And then nope, it's nope. like it's not good. But um, but it, I, it could also be somewhat of her character it too. Been, I, I think, think that's the way she was written. Like the things she says make no sense some right. of the time. But um, I think I think she, she was meant it on to. Herself. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you've been nice for like an hour now. Like, what is where is that? this coming from? Uh, and where it's coming from is her toxic relationship with her mom. Yeah, and the idea right. that like, and it's like I think you get, uh, and that's so good too. Like Kim the Cattrall, whole fat camp story oh, is camp, so yeah. solidly good. Where she's like, my goal weight was my best day and my oh worst my best day. day and my worst day because yeah. it's like the only thing. Worse than being chubby is being prettier, like is prettier than your mother, mom. and being like the way that her mom. mom treated her as right. well. That's a man, a mom daughter relationship <clears throat> that happens, yeah, all the time. Plays out a lot. I'm sure it happens with boys too, but like, yeah. it's not something that you see in. There were some moments that were very real. Like. There's that, very that's real what I've one. always thought about it. Is I will it, give it that. That's what I was saying earlier with the with subjects that it touched. I think at the time, I don't remember seeing a lot of movies that would touch, and maybe they touched like one or two of them, but they tackled a lot of little subjects yeah. in this movie, and I, I thought that was kind of cool. I think I've said it before, but there's the Roger Ebert quote where he says, Crossroads is so great. <laughs> also, I said like, not crossroads, but that's what I meant to say. <laughs> it says a movie is not what it's about, it's how it's about it. Okay. Right. So this can be about some and it can have some good elements, but how it's presented and this is a good example of that, how it's presented and how it's written right. is what really matters. But but I feel like when it came out, it wasn't it wasn't viewed like we view it now. I mean it was it was panned pretty soundly. Like as yeah. far as like, you know, by, Critic. by, by critics at the time. By critics. I'm sure, you know, like teenage girls and boys yeah. really enjoyed it. I mean, I don't know. It's hard not to see some of this. I mean, not even just taking her, her, her what happened to her out of it, mm-hmm. 
it's like girl like i don't know yeah i see where you say i mean now that we've been discussing this like i definitely see where all that comes from and i mean it's like 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 i said this is like the exact same thing the exact same that showgirls is talking about yeah how it's taking a young woman and only seeing her for her body and what you know instead of who she is and that's kind of what the film is telling you yeah. I mean, with, I think, with with her character, I think, in a lot of ways, how it's presented. I think a lot of this goes to, like, the way I watch movies. Like I said, I kind of watch it with innocence. and it, But not only in this situation, but like I've told you before, like, if a movie has a love story, most of them, I don't latch on to the love story. It's the other stuff I see that I like. And it's almost like that's just there. So I think sometimes when it's, it's things like that that I've never thought about before, I... I don't see them until we talk about it. This has a very and, intense love story. Yeah, but that's not what it's about. It's about Anson Mountain his car. <laughs> <laughs> and his refusal to leave a girl that grew up in a garage about what's wrong with it. Yeah. Like, her dad's a mechanic, and she, like, has worked in the garage. Well, I thought that, that was an empowering like, moment. I really wanted her to fix the car. I did, too. Yeah. Well, she told him <laughs> how much like, it cost. Yeah, yeah, no, she knew. She I mean, knew it's herself. difficult to pull a radiator kind of just out of nowhere. Yeah, no, that's true. Very true. <laughs> that's true. Hold on, <laughs> guys. I have one in my backpack. Well, they should have made like, it, like, all oh, just uh, hoses loose or something. Right, and then she could have fixed you know. it. No. She could have But then they wouldn't have been broke down, and they wouldn't have karaoke. They would have had to karaoke. Yeah. They wouldn't have been the pool. So the karaoke what kind of karaoke is this? <laughs> it was a It was very intense. I mean, it was, it was a karaoke with I was a stage and a pole. the ugly flashbacks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People are acting yeah. really stupid here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I don't know. I thought Kim Cattrall was an interesting choice for the mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was Because good... in hindsight, I was like, oh, yeah, because Sex in the City was very yeah. much part of, like, the zeitgeist at this time. Yeah. yeah. And she was the character who was the most, like— overtly sexually liberated yeah. like Sam yeah. on that show like I've never watched she it. had sex like a man oh, okay yeah well I, I do know it was one of Britney's favorite shows and I think that's why they like pulled her and I, I was reading and it a lot of the little facts on this movie was uh Kim Cattrall did it because she wanted to meet Britney Spears yeah. Dan Aykroyd did it because he wanted to meet Britney Spears <laughs> Um, Anson did it because, because Robert De Niro wanted to <laughs> he really wanted to be Robert De Niro wanted to, wanted to be yeah so and that was a really funny one which I think we talked about before we started recording yes um, yes is that Anson the, the main male lead only took the role because he turned it down he thought it was cheesy but he was doing a movie with Robert De Niro, and De Niro told him he should take this movie because De Niro was a Britney fan. And him, Anson Mount, and Robert De Niro, <laughs> two-time Academy Award winning Robert De Niro. We love you, Robert. <laughs> read, read his lines with Anson Mount. Doing Britney's part. He was Britney. And, and he was reading Britney Spears' movie. part. Like... No, no. That's, hey, maybe have them rewrite this part where you throw a fit like a child when you get out of a car. Also true. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the remake I want to see with Robert De Niro and as, as Crossroad. I mean, well, as Brittany he could be, Park. He could be the dad, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I, I if they like de age him. <laughs> they can do it. Just de age him. They did into it. Like, they did it in the Irishman. Yeah. They just He's like do 21, it for the but he yeah. moves like a 79 year old guy. Fine. <laughs> and Brittany <laughs> should now play the mom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be good. I saw that. I think um, she could do that. Melissa Joan Hart was considered for Mimi. Really? Right. We were talking I think about, that's weird. When we were talking about who would, could have been in this movie and not had it be like 
Yeah, she would have been a good choice. I feel like Melissa Joan Hart would have been solid. As Lucy. As Lucy. I can't can't really see Melissa Joan Hart as Mimi. Mm Mm-mm. But no. then again, I think Taryn Manning really just no. She she was she was great. Devo- she was clearly, like, she envelops best. that I mean, character. That is the her typecast, though. Like I mean, it is that yeah. that is true. Or like Larissa Olnick. Mm-hmm. Like wasn't that her name? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's Clarissa tells it Orange. all. Wait. Oh. Mm-hmm. She was the little sister in Ten Things I mm-hmm. Hate About You. Oh yeah. What Alex Mack. She- yes, mm-hmm. Alex Mack. One of my first crushes. She's beautiful. I loved Alex mm-hmm. Mack. <laughs> But I forget her real name. Olnick something, but yeah. 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 Okay. No, yeah, I could see that. Other. Like, she could be Lucy. Yeah. Yeah, she would have been good. And it wouldn't have Julia been. Julia Stiles would have been good. Julia Stiles would have been good. I guess. She's a little then. too old. I think Julia Stiles also is a little too hard. Maybe. Too old, but. But, I, but Julia. once again, I will say, I don't think <laughs> it's because Brittany doesn't act well in this. Because no, I was. She no, she's fine. She's and when I watched it back, I was. I didn't remember her acting that way. Like her first movie. This is um, yeah. I thought okay. she, did good, she did good, but it is. It would re- remove that other stigma that was there and, yeah. and being the acting forced. wasn't the problem. Right. It was just except for Zoe. Yeah, well, that was which is weird. Yeah, which is weird because she was good in Center Stage. Yeah. Um, she's the great Ahura. She's like in Star Trek, which um, <gasps> yeah, Anton, she was. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's a strong Ahura. Um, and then like uh, Anton is also he is um he's in the... Pike in the new. Discovery. Yeah. Oh. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He plays the captain pre-Kirk. Does he throw any fits? I don't know. <laughs> that would be his, awesome. He just lands on a, a planet. Woman, over a woman driving like, his spaceship. I can't spaceship. take this. He just lands on a planet. He's like, stupid Enterprise, all these girls. <laughs> all these girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, <sighs> I, I will. Captain the Kirk girl, the com deck. Now, I like. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I will say, I thought there were some some neat little things about the movie that they did back then. And, I mean, it was probably because it was Brittany, but... Like the pictures in her locket are actual pictures of her when she was little. Um, some of the music they did, they did in sync because that's who she was dating at the time. Like it was cute that she got like little things like that. Yeah. I think those probably were yeah. her ideas. Yeah. yeah. And was uh, her little sister played young her? Yeah. yeah. No. She did. That was her first acting debut. And then she became a Nickelodeon star and then wrote a book. But we're not going to read that. We don't talk about. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I don't know. We don't talk, we don't talk about. We don't talk about Bruno. So although, my, although they've, I think they've reached out and talked again. My favorite cameo in the movie is Bowling for Soup at prom. That's what I was going to say. I'm so excited. Bowling for uh, Soup. I love Bowling for Soup. <laughs> I do too. They, if anyone doesn't know, they're a pop punk band and they do a uh, full album of movie songs, specifically from like the 80s and 90s. Okay. Um, one of which, uh, so my favorite cover on that album is Kiss Me. They do the Sixpence None the Richer mm-hmm. Kiss Me, but okay. it's like a punk rock nice. rendition. Um, it would be a much better version of that song. It's super fun. I saw them for free for my birthday one year because nice. they they did the regatta. Yeah. Oh, fun. They also do Back when the regatta a, was good, a great version of Stacy's mom. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that song. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Bowling for Soup, man. Yeah, they I were like in a bunch a of movies actually in the 2000s, which is weird. They're in a lot of a lot of movies as like the the, the band. band. I think it's because they covered movie songs. Movie songs. One of their That's first cool. albums. Well, yeah, Crossroads. Yeah. Crossroads. Yeah. Made me sad and ways it. Yeah, I mean, this is to. this is not the podcast I expected, but um, and her losing the baby, like, ugh, that was, that was rough. I, I think I had blocked that from memory, but like yeah. as a parent, yeah, that was really that's, hard. That's what I say. I, I think this movie has definitely some moments in it that were great, but like you said, it's not taken from the moments that it does have. It's just the way it's presented 
and the way it was made then. Um, I don't think when it came out, it w- the presentation was an issue. That's how her career was. So nobody thought yeah, anything I mean, that, of it. Well, that's that's all they had presented her as. Right. Which, Just, like you which said, is Brittany, the issue. Brittany yeah. the album, I mean, the the songs on that. Like, yeah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's but, not, she's not I found a, this so unproblematic as I'm 18. That's the problem with like a lot of music from that era is all very manufactured. I mean, like the right. boy bands and everything. It's like, it's almost like, who was she with from... Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Come on. It's like remember that, the denim that feels outfit. Like, right. That feels that is a that is a Halloween costume. I'm still waiting to do. <laughs> that feels like something. 2001 ever, BMA. If you, Britney if you ever want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that feels like. Oh my god, that'd be great. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Josh. Okay. It feels like something from like the studio system in the 50s, where you get two stars to date, and then oh, you create so much publicity yeah. and interest in all their music or films or whatever. And then they break up. And they break yes. up, and that's even more for the gossip. Cry me a river. Cry me a river. That's true. Which yeah. he has since apologized for, as he should have. Yeah. He's apologized for a couple things that he should have. Yeah. Also Janet Jackson. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, he let her take the fall. But supposedly she told him to. I could see her doing back that. Back in the day. Yep. I could see her doing that. But she, anyway. she's Janet Jackson. That's I mean, a whole like, different story, but. Another, another story Janet. for I another. I like Janet. Another story for another. Uh, who is going on tour. What? Yeah. With Ludacris. What? I need to go to that. <laughs> Why? Um, <laughs> why? Janet Jackson and Ludacris? <laughs> like, sob me up 100%. Front row. I don't remember what we were talking about. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know. So, I, don't, I, don't, I think it was, it's become problematic as it has aged. Like, increased. Like, it probably, right. it was at the time, but we didn't realize it. Yeah. And Not that's what I say. Well, like, I mean, what it is of the time, and that's how they were presenting her, and a lot of, like, same with Christina. Like, she right. was... Uh, even more so, like when she did what the, the dirty, dirty and all that, like you know, she even went. She changed her name to X Tina there for a X-Tina. little bit. Yeah, like that's what that's just what they did at the time. Like right, the you know the boy bands and the well, I mean, her and Christina and Jessica Simpson, like they were all just or Jessica Simpson. Yeah, it, I mean, it was a time where it it was definitely sex sales. Yeah, I mean that's sex that's sales. what they did, so and that's that's young, how it was. So the young was boys just... and. Girls, right? It was just these women, you know. It's just manufactured by people that know they know sex sells, right? They know if you put, you know, sexy songs about young women or and men on on the CD and put them in videos, right? You know, shaking their butts. That, but man, Britney's videos were always really good too. They were so good. They were yeah, so I mean, good. they were. What's the and her live performances? The one, the one where she's on the plane. Um, toxic. toxic, toxic. That's a great so video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's the some red, good videos. The red. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Oops. Oops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The live with the snake. Mm-hmm. That was toxic. No, that was slave for you. That was, that slave. was slave for yeah. you. Wait, the red thing, that was. That was. Oops, I did it was, again. Oops, I did it. Like the red. When, the red thing was. When the guy goes down to the Titanic and brings, brings the ring her. back up to her and they're on Mars. <laughs> I thought Oops was the schoolgirl. That's baby one more time. That's oh, baby, baby one more time. time. I'm sorry. Yeah. They're all. They all. Uh, Nope. Two different the albums. Red well, I'm sorry. They all. Re- <laughs> Amazing. Two different well, albums. What I was listening to at the time, so they're all just kind of running right. through each other. Um, I also thought, I mean, now that we're mentioning her albums, I thought of uh, Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know from, from the Oops Don't album. Don't Let Me Be the Last but to Know. I thought it was neat because they do Shania Twain, which I think is just a popular girls trip song. Yeah. It is. But that's who wrote, wrote for it. Yeah. So I great, thought that was a neat little inclusion there as well. 
Taryn Manning wrote one of the songs. Taryn Manning, when they're um, after the karaoke scene, when they're in the hotel celebrating and drinking the wine, the song that is um, like on there is Boom Cat. <laughs> like Kool-Aid. Hawaiian Punch. Like yeah. I was like, I've never, was. I've never seen anything like yeah. that come out of a mini yeah. bar. <laughs> but um, but that song is is Boom Cat, which is Taryn Manning's. Okay. Also, I like how they won all the money at the karaoke. Like, oh, we're just going to spend it all on the suite. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I did think that this time around. So they win all this money because, and they're like, great, we have money to fix the car. We have money for our trip. And then they go and they get this huge hotel room. Which and I'm like, I had to even at that time in like 800 a night or like $1,000 a night. And room service and, and drinking. Oh, yeah. And they got, they got like cakes and pies and yeah. like all this stuff. I'm like, y'all just spent like $400 on room service. And Florence always tell Donna is just eating the strawberries yeah. while she's talking about her weight. Wow, that is sad. Yeah, that's so sad. Um, and like one of my instant thoughts was when they walked in and they were like, and we've got a mini bar. I was like, don't open it. Even open it, it costs you money. Don't do it. That little $14 sure bottle did. of vodka. Yeah, I know. Like I said, uh, I never seen no right. punch coming out of a mini bar. Also, <laughs> my mama's punch. But uh, I do, I do, I think the movie, it has fun moments. It has good story. I Talking about it now, I mean, I had, Josh, the mood killer here. I mean, but but for real, though, I mean, I mean it, had, it, it I is an issue. And, and, uh, it's not just Josh. I'm calling it responsible yeah. for okay. my like, This is true. Everybody. <laughs> I, I, years I, of therapy I have undergone. At, yes. the, at the end of the day, I did enjoy watching the film. Right. Oh, and okay. I mean, not in the way it's intended. I don't think. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> and I enjoy talking about it. Yeah. So that's all that matters. Well, I think, and like I said, there's. I'm gonna randomly now at certain points pop my head through a doorway and be like, "Hey, I got a band." I think, and I think if nothing else, what we did get out of this. I mean, granted, I don't think you guys enjoyed the movie that much. I I still liked the movie. Uh, I would watch it again, and I hope I can still watch it with my little innocent rose collared glasses that I Sorry, always Aaron. watched it in, but. But I think the conversation that we've had about it is also what needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's exactly why things like that are allowed to happen because conversations weren't had back then. Yeah. And now there's so much more that we know now. And especially with Brittany herself um, and everything she's gone through. And I don't know. I, I mean, I, I like that now it's it's to the point where we can watch something like this and be like, that was wrong. Whereas when it came out, it wasn't. Right. I, I mean, I mean I'm glad like, we're progressing in the world. Well, and I think it's also like the lens of age. Like, so it is. About, it's, a, it's a common meme. But like, you know, watching The Little Mermaid and she goes, I'm 16 years old. Like, I can. But I love him, daddy. I love him, daddy. And you're like, go home. <laughs> like, go. Like, now when you watch it, you're like, you know nothing. Yeah. Go home. Like, this is not. Like, you don't need to do this. Yeah. And, but when you're 16 and you're watching it, you're like, yeah. And it's, I think it's that. I think, I think it helped me understand too. a lot of things about me. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's very eye-opening for Kindle. <laughs> I, well, in that way, it is art. Because it makes, even yeah. if. I mean, yeah, even, even bad art from, is like. like not like, what? you know, from like, a, oh, I really appreciate how beautifully this is done. It is, it does hit you somewhere of like. It was a product of this, its time. This and right. really wow, this did is... something to me. And this is something now yeah. I can look at and be like, wow, this Mo- was the result. I mean, like, movies yeah. and art don't change. We change in the, yeah. how we see right. it. And that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, maybe this isn't the conversation I've looked to looked forward to for Sorry. a year. Sorry, maybe Aaron. it's it, not. Like, but it is it the could, right conversation? Most it likely it is. It could not be avoided when we were watching right. it. <laughs> and it's, it's just one of those things where times change and... I, 
it's good. It's a good conversation. And I I wish it would have been, you know, maybe you guys like the movie a little bit better, but I I get it. And like it's understandable. It. All right. All right. So I guess that brings us to the end of this episode. Um after one year we finally watched year. Crossroads. Yeah. D- totally different Maybe. conversation. Still yep. a good conversation. Um and we watched Showgirls. Perfect uh, pairing. Yeah, yeah, nice. I think they worked. Yeah. Uh, weirdly enough. They did. So So next time we're gonna go back to our standard format. Yeah. So we do want to thank Kendall for yep. being on it this time. Thanks, guys. Thank you thank for you joining for us and watching our movies. It was a pleasure. And um anytime. I guess yeah. So next time I guess we'll go back to our standard format. It will just be you and I. Mm-hmm. What do you have? I'm picking David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. Okay, I've never even heard of that. I know. Okay. That's the problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> so is this so is this a older movie, a newer movie? It's from 2001. It's like a psychosexual drama. I don't know. I don't know how you describe it. If you've never seen it, which I don't okay. think you've seen a David Lynch movie. I don't um, know. I don't know who it's that kind is of, It's his best film, I think, and it's the most... It has Billy Ray Cyrus in it. This movie does? It does. Oh, I'm interested. Billy Ray Cyrus in it. You got me. For one scene, but... Oh, okay. He is... That's all it takes, for the lack of not being able to think of anything else. I am going to <laughs> have you watch another little teen movie, I think. Wait for it. <laughs> uh, 17 again. What? Zac Efron. Oh. Vince Vaughn. Oh, this is like where they switch bodies and stuff. Okay. (laughs) (sighs) It's a good movie. Anyway, so, yeah. So, um, for you, I'm picking 17 again. Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of Zac, <laughs> Zac Efron. So I think this I think it will be good because I'll I'll probably make you watch another Zac Efron later on. At least he's not making you watch High School Musical. Yeah, yeah, I could have started there. <laughs> Let's be grateful. <laughs> I'll even give you the choice right now. I was now. in high school when High I'll School take Musical again. came okay. out. We could do that episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, where I'm... Josh abandons the podcast. <laughs> He threatens that. They just, they just, he, but like the look on Josh's face is just fear. <laughs> but I, I actually, Zac Efron is so good. I, I do like Zac Efron as an actor, right. and that's why I said maybe one day down the road I'll have you watch a, a one of his newer movies. Yeah, yeah I mean, I like it. Yeah, he's fine. He's uh, like, I don't, I really don't have anything except Zac Efron. It's just oh, okay. that this is going to just be a. Maybe not. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe. We'll see. So that's that's it. That's our picks for next time. Mulholland Drive and 17 again. Yeah, we're gonna be, what a pairing. We're going to be pushing it to find any similarities there. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Not. You never know. Well, but I guess until then, until next time, I'm Aaron. And I'm Josh. And this has been The Real Opposites. Okay. In a dream, but there's no one there to wake her up. And the world is spinning and she keeps Winning, but tell me what happens when it stops. They go, Isn't she lovely? This Hollywood girl, and they say she's so lucky. She's a star, but she cries, cries, cries in her lonely heart, thinking if there's nothing. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, uh.